0: Summer. Hi everybody. Welcome to Launch Live Podcast's first ever Can You Tell flagship live show tonight at Bootleg Theater in Humble East Hollywood. Is that what they call it? Echo Echo Park maybe? No
1: I don't think so. I think it's like Little Filipino down.
0: No I don't know. Anyway welcome to the show. We are really excited to be here tonight. It's true. And to welcome our guest who, God, in just no time at all. All roads lead to this guest, it turns out. it's like six degrees of Phoebe Bridgers for us. It's true. Really. uh, But I will say in a short intro about her that um, I don't think she's all that old. At a very young age. She's not only put out one of my favorite records, yeah. Here, here. Really stranger in the Alps. But then she also formed two supergroups, all in the same year. Just an incredible, prolific artist. Please welcome to the stage, Phoebe Bridgers. <laughs> Hot seat. What's up? Thank you, my dear, for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah. This rocks. This is a first for us, this live podcast, so thanks for being the guinea pig. Yeah, anytime. (laughs) Really? Great. We're doing another one next week. No, I'm kidding. Um, Yeah, welcome to the show. I feel like we should get out of it. uh, We should start by just talking a little bit how we came to know Phoebe and how unrelated that is to uh, even... I feel like we've talked about that on
1: the podcast That's before kind of because of all of the roads that lead yeah. to Phoebe Briggs. so
0: let's like actually do it with her instead okay. of like she's not in the room, too. Okay. Mm. Okay. Um, so You's you first, because you... Wa- okay, I'll w- start, which is that I was making a video and I didn't want to be in the video, and I said to Summer, I'm looking for a young, cool band that can play my band in a video, but I want them to be like teenagers. Like, I just feel like that would be a lot cooler to have a teen band and then you can go from here on um stop fighting with me i'm not
1: started yet. i can tell with your I'll eyes go, you're when are already then fighting. then you can say stop um i immediately thought of phoebe and her young friend lucas and um but i have no idea how long I knew you. You probably didn't even know me when I asked you to do that because I was just a mom at her school who watched her perform and thought she was that it was witnessing it was just an experience to behold at like a tiny little school with no good PA system. <laughs> and um, and she said
2: yes. I also had like acid pink yep. hair. It's true. It's pretty... Yeah, it's pretty, int- my style was pretty interesting when I was in that How video. Old? How old were you? I think I was like 15.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. No. Right? Sure. Okay, maybe yeah, I was when, 15. when
1: she did that. Yeah, the video. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, but I but I met you when you were like 13 or yes. 12.
2: Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, but I had like asymmetrical like Gerard Way um, pink hair. The
0: cool thing about when you did come to set and you did perform with your friends so self-possessed and i could tell like such a good performer so sure of yourself i was intimidated by you you were 15 years old and i was like whoa
2: she's cool i was like i'm on a big time movie set right now like i need to just relax you were so cool cool." i got
0: scared i was a bit scared i was a bit scared it was not a big time movie set guys it was an indie music video let's be clear (laughs) but i appreciate that maybe you felt that way um but you know you i i could tell then that you've obviously um played music for a long time even at 15 I could tell is is that something you did always growing up
2: yeah for sure I feel like I was way confident before I was good at all like parents um, that that's parents parents. exactly yeah Yeah. Yeah. my mom for sure was like oh my god you're you know the
1: the best best ever and I was like I
2: think I'm probably like the best (laughs) uh you know when I was like 10 I was like this Puff the Magic Dragon is going to just crush these people. <laughs> like, <laughs> they don't even know. Um, I w- yeah, I was, I was a really annoying kid. I would, like, sing. I thought it was normal to, like, play entire songs in guitar stores. <laughs> like, take a guitar off the wall. I mean, people think that's normal. Yeah, in yeah, Guitar Center, dudes yeah. will, like, shred for, like, five hours. But I would, like, just kind of, like, look at the wall of guitars and and be,
0: like, mm.
2: like, as if someone was gonna ask me to play a song, but I would just like do it unprompted, (laughs) play like an entire song and like sing in the store. Um, And my mom was like, that's embarrassing, don't do that. Uh, (laughs) uh, But yeah, and then I went to like a performing arts high school, which is, uh, I also went with Lucas, my friend who played drums um, for me forever. And uh, yeah, and then didn't go to college and then just did music instead.
0: I heard uh, somebody, a very sweet 20, 20-something, my, my nephew's girlfriend, compiled some, like uh, bullet. Points about you. Yeah, because right? we She's, get complaints because we
1: don't know anything about anybody, like, barely we, can say your guys' names. Right.
0: We <laughs> like to throw caution to the wind and interview people without knowing anything, but we wanted to make sure, like, okay, let's brush up a little on Phoebe outside of how we met and knew her and loving your music, obviously. Um, and she, in, in her bulleted list, I thought, like, you know what? We all share something in common that, you know, she busked as, as a child I as did. well. In Los
1: Angeles, I didn't. I read did that, and busk? I didn't. Oh yeah, big time Westwood. Wow. Westwood.
0: We it's did the full family busk. That's all BW five. Van. We had dance moves no and stuff, and and matching outfits. See,
2: I didn't have any of that. I was like in pajamas, singing like the same Neil Young cover every three songs because nobody was paying attention to me. Um, was it the
0: South Pasadena Farmers no, Market? No, the
2: pass 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 mm-hmm. Farmers
0: Market. Yeah. And are you still a fan of the Pasadena area? Is that where you Yeah, live? I
2: love Pasadena. It's funny because I hated it, obviously, as a teenager because you just hate your surroundings. And then I moved to Silver Lake, and then all my friends moved to Pasadena and, like, got studios, and that's where <laughs> my whole band lives now. It's like And it's, like, hipstery. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love Pasadena. Summer spent a lot of time there, so I go there, but I don't. Very pleasant. Yeah so we busked that's pretty much all I ch- you know I was like what involves me in summer I'll look at that bullet <laughs> the no rest- there was some <laughs> other
2: stuff
1: that stood out just because she annotated certain things Abby right yeah. that you joined a band in 2012 with your best friend and no I did I don't know you did or you didn't
2: like i've always had a bunch of bands so that could literally be like anything yeah so
1: well did did all of the front women of all of your bands get naked and spit paint out of your mouth true okay this
2: is sloppy jane who actually plays here this weekend. i saw that cool yeah okay so they're so fucking cool and good we i was in that band when it was like a four piece and now it's like a 12 piece in brooklyn and they it's like frank zappa Whoa. it's like the coolest music ever my, my one of my bands better oblivion took sloppy jane out on tour and we were kind of worried we were like okay this is basically like an art project and like it's a lot it's a really big production show like is this going to scare people away are people going to be like filing in during their set are they going to be bummed like is the band going to be bummed on this tour god you guys first really night, care first night <laughs> she hayley doll the lead singer and like, God of the project, like, God. commanded the audience. Like, I've never seen anybody do that. She, like, you could hear a pin drop, and it's like a crazy punk set, but people would start clapping, and she'd go, shh, shh. And then she crouched down, and they'd, like, follow her. It was fucking crazy. Yeah, they're so good. Sounds like an experience. Come here this weekend. They
0: play. Pick pick a piece of paper there. Pick a random one.
1: Oh, I thought these were like paper cranes or some sort of origami no. situation.
0: No. No. I like to sometimes throw down some quotes from rock and roll icons. <laughs> Who do we got? The sun is gone, but I have a light. Kurt Cobain. Damn. That's like a dad quote. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like yeah. that. Is Kurt Cobain dad music, you think, now? Um.
2: I mean not not only Careful. I don't think no. it's defined by dads. <laughs> right. Which some music is. I think I mean I think Nirvana is pretty unanimously cool.
0: Yeah. And still youthful, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, totally. Kurt Cobain is a dad was a dad, therefore it's dad music. Yeah. So is this uh, so that we're disagreeing. I need to break no, the tie. Totally. <laughs> I think I think it's both. I think it's very youthful but it appeals to dads.
2: Yeah. Okay. I mean, cool. Hey, if you can break into that market, the dad market, then you're set. For right? Life. Yeah. I know. So
1: many of them.
2: <laughs> yeah. So many dads out there.
0: Great. Did I get us off topic? Because I just love these. Oh, yeah, because we were
2: clearly on
1: topic before. Yeah. We clearly have a run of show here. We know what we're doing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Pick a name, any name. What do you mean? Do one of these? If you want. No, no I'm not I good. wasn't asking that. I'm trying.
1: Tell us some more things. Tell us about. Tell us something that you want people to know. Like, tell us, answer a question that you wish somebody would ask you. Cause I feel oh. like, <laughs> cause I feel like there's always like questions that gets, get asked that everybody asks, right? And then there's um question and you maybe don't want to answer them.
2: I feel like the there's a trope question sometimes, which is like, what inspired you? when you were, or like what inspired you to start making music, what did you grow up on? And I love like, I always ask people like, what are you listening to right now? Um, I'm listening to a lot of Muna. Do you know Muna? Yeah. Saw them here this weekend. Uh, and like Caroline Polachek. M U N A. Okay. Uh, yeah, just a lot of like really straight to the bloodstream pop music that... Um, is super inspiring and rad like just finding myself like playing it on repeat but what about you guys what are you guys listening to right now uh well
1: tonight just this evening i had an out-of-body experience witnessing um i and hearing alias i mean i haven't screamed that loud and been that inspired it was an incredible experience so i will be listening to to them as soon as they're that was the first time that Debut they performance raced. Yeah. yeah really and really powerful I felt powerful. like we were witnessing something just magnetic it was incredible talk about having you know run of the stage and what you were talking about who was it doll somebody doll Muna
2: Muna and Caroline Polachek oh no 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 Haley doll yes Haley doll from Sloppy Jane. <laughs> command. So Simone was just
1: like, I uh, just was uh, absolutely amazed. Um, but you know, I listen to a lot of hip hop. Um, and that's what
0: we're listening Teenagers. to. Teenagers. Yeah. Not both no. of them. One's a preteen. I'm joking. I know you like, you've liked hip hop since you were a teenager. Mm-hmm. And I, and I concur. I, I mean, depending I've on had what it is.
1: I've had Phoebe on repeat for longer than I care to admit, honestly. And um, with the theme this evening, I was on the way, or before I left the house, I was like, I'm singing at a funeral tomorrow for a kid who's... And my kids were like, oh, mom, God, not that song. It's so depressing. And I was like, no, it's, but it's not. It's beautiful. It's so depressing. I I, I don't... (laughs) Don't you feel like all of your music is depressing, though? I feel like you have... Right. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I actually, there's kind of a weird thing that happens sometimes where, like, people will come up to me after shows and be like, I'm, it's so crazy that I left my house, because usually I just, like, eat food in my bed and, like, don't leave, like, ha, 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 we're the same, or isn't that funny? <laughs> and I'm like, dude, that's not funny, like, yeah. <laughs> like, it's not a, like, being, bad to yourself and like hating yourself should not be a brand. I certainly hope it's not my brand. <laughs> um but yeah, like, you know, the like sad girl trope thing. Like, I don't know. I hope I hope people know that it's like a way to deal with stuff. It's not like it's not like a character of like I don't know. It's you your know process. I, mean? like, I
0: do because you have a great sense of humor from the little that I do know you <laughs> and and Even just your 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 few but very um, with uh, your few but much gravity posts on social media that I've literally laughed out loud a couple times just scrolling through and seeing some of your posts. So obviously you have a levity to your personality that that I'm aware of, and I think it shows to others. But but I know what you mean. It's it really it becomes unfortunate if you feel like others pigeonhole your sound to be who you are maybe? Right, or or
2: just like the idea that I'm like romanticizing being depressed. And it's like everybody's multifaceted and it's not the only way you should be and it's not like what's cool,
1: you know? I don't think that comes across at all. I mean, I think it comes across, like Alejandro was saying this evening, is that it is clearly how you express yourself. And it's, you know, part of your process, maybe moving through uh, those feelings of loneliness, isolation, sadness, that is really difficult to talk about, um, right, often. And so it's, you know, I, I assume... Or what it seems like to me is that your music and your songwriting is your coping mechanism, and the fact that you can share that on a wide scale and many people all over the world can relate to that is a gift and a beautiful thing. And I myself am extremely grateful. Um, I that have a question. Yeah. Oh, I'm boy, cutting you here off. we go.
0: Here we go. Cutting you off it was long winded. <laughs> um, tell us about Boy Genius, because that is such a great combination of three songwriters how did that just that that came seemed to come out of nowhere was that
2: yeah well we decided to do a tour julian baker and lucy dacus my bandmates so julian i toured with julian like one of my first ever tours uh and in 2016 and i had like I had played bigger rooms opening for people, but I only had like a very small EP out at the time, so there was really nothing to promote. Um, And I was going on tours and nobody knew who I was, so I was like, you know, it was kind of brutal to like command the attention of an audience who didn't give a fuck who the solo opener was. So um, I had played these like giant rooms uh, opening for people, and then I went on the Julian tour, and it was like sold out, but really, really small clubs. And it was like a religious experience for these kids, like seeing her for the first time. And they were so devoted to her that they were like so insanely respectful and devoted to me and like listening. And I just had the best time ever. Um, so we became fast friends. And then Julian kind of jokingly said something about wanting to play lead guitar in a band and not be like the front person. And... Uh, like, forever ago, and then we wanted to do, like, a co-headline tour, Julian and I, and we're and she was like, you should check out my friend Lucy Dacus. She should open. And uh, I was like, this is, like, the best music I've ever heard. Lucy's record, Historian, is just, like, a masterpiece. Uh, so then we were like, we should do a promotional little single. We should just record one song. We were like, great. Or maybe three songs. Like, maybe we all bring <laughs> a song, and then we... <laughs> Like, we bring a song to record. We could only be in the same city for five days because our respective schedules were so crazy. So I was like, okay, great. We'll bring one song idea that's, like, almost done, and then um, finish it, and that'll be, like, a little single to release or whatever. And then we, by the end of the first day, we had, like, six songs. (laughs) And so we just recorded them. And, uh, yeah, like very, like, rock and roll documentary style. Like, the very last song that we recorded was in the hallway of the studio around one microphone, and we finished it, like, 10 minutes before re- before recording it. Um, yeah, it was just the craziest experience. But then we were, yeah, they're my best friends. They rule so hard. But we were joking, like, about um, how it seems like men just... I, which I'm so jealous of have this ability to just be like whether they're wrong or right just like walk into a, a room and be like this thing that I'm about to show you is fucking awesome <laughs> like my idea rules which is cool like at the at, at its worst it's fucking horrible and they're wrong but like but at best <laughs> it's just like no check this out like my idea is good like listen to this keyboard thing I know it's weird but like we should put it on the song and uh, we were talking about like let's just have that personality with each other, and we our shorthand for it was boy genius, like when guy walks in a room and assumes he is he has great ideas, not that other people don't have great ideas, but that you know you have something to offer, and so we just called our man that, and then it's such a good name. It was like a it was like summer camp, like a never ending summer camp going on that tour. Yeah, it was great. really awesome. <laughs>
0: yeah
3: <laughs> yeah I gotta yeah
1: do you have one studio that you do all your i mean i can yeah you do
2: yeah well, I have my producer Tony Berg, who rules he's like a fucking legend, worked with the replacement yeah, he's amazing um and uh he had a studio in his back house for like years and then uh recently took over sound city with another producer, Blake Mills. And so we made the Boy Genius record there first. That was the first record I'd done there. And then this new record that's not out, I just finished and is, uh, oh, yeah. Exciting. Sound City. And new your records. other super group, yeah. did you record there? No, well? we actually recorded that in Connor's house. Better Oblivion Living Community Center, which is my band with Connor Oberst. Awesome record. Um, he, yeah, his house is a studio. They made all the like Father John Misty records there. So we just took it over. Um, And weirdly, we'd written all those songs and Boy Genius. So we'd written all those songs and we were going to record. We're going to start like, you know, I, I think it was like the 7th of June or something. And then the Boy Genius thing was like June 1st to 5th or something crazy. Like it was all the same month.
1: Do you have that? Do you find that you have that a lot? Like spurts of like crazy creativity and then downtime or spurts of crazy creativity writing and then recording and then tour and then downtime? What's that look like and how do you deal with your downtime? I mean,
2: I think creatively, I literally just black out. Like right after (laughs) I write something, (laughs) I'm like, I wonder if I'll ever write something again. Um, So it can happen in... Like, you know, I'll write three songs in a row and then nothing. But I write really slow compar- comparatively to other artists. I feel like people, like, write a song in a day. That's, like, unheard of to me. And does it
1: does it vary or do you always start with instrument
2: or vocal or? I feel like it, it varies for sure. I feel like for the most part it's just, like, a, it, it. no matter what, actually every single time it's what if I was allowed to say what I meant in a song and then I do that. Like every time I write something that I like, I've written tons of shit. I don't like where that's not the, but all my favorite shit is like, but what if you just didn't like, what if I feel like I suck at poetry? Like I don't, if I try to, if I try to, you know, put pretty phonetics into something, just because um yeah i I feel like i basically like write tweets you know (laughs) that rhyme (laughs) uh but yeah that's yeah now um you said you don't
1: but you wrote all the boy genius stuff the one song at least out of the three that were brought together in it took you a long time to do so
2: yeah i mean i had that song the the song with Boy Genius Oh, and you Me cheated. and My Dog. I did cheat. Okay. Well, we all cheated. Because we... I I had written one of the... So I wrote... I started the seed of two of the songs. So Me and My Dog was one that was basically done. And uh, I was just looking for like a home for it. And it was way earlier than I was going to record my record. So I was like, why not just with this project? And then with um, the Ketchum Idaho song, that's the last song on the record... It was like my friend Christian Lee Hudson, who's an incredible songwriter, his melody and idea about being on tour for too long. And then we all, and then Julian and Lucy and I started talking shit on tour and being on tour for too long and not being able to feel your life or like, and like completely dissociating from like what's good and what's bad about. Yeah, that your was, life.
1: I noticed you avoided my question about what you did with your downtown. <laughs>
2: Uh, I like question everything and like feel like I made every miss like everything is a mistake when I'm like I'll be off tour for like two days and I'm like like what the fuck am I doing with my life Um, but while I'm on tour I'm like god I'm drowning this is yeah just perspective because there have been times of like total I feel like I'm getting better at having time off like just relaxing and like watching a movie like reading a fucking book for once
0: in my fucking life. <laughs> <laughs> but you're making a new record now, is that right? Finished. It's done. Yeah. Oh, Finished. You you have a new record coming out. Um Harrison w- 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 for- Ford
1: plays on that also. It sounds correct? like Siri saying his I name. With Ford. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Harry's like one of my best friends and has been my guitar player since we were both like nineteen. Um he rules. He plays all over it for sure. Agreed,
1: and you're going on tour with the National.
0: Yes. What? Yeah, big
1: time. Woo! 2020. That's Those so were cool. part of the bullet points that I read. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I I, mean.
0: I, I did know about that because I, I think you're also going uh, with them specifically to Australia, New Zealand. Is that right? Yeah. Which honestly changed my life when I toured. When I that that part of the world is so freaking beautiful. It I love Australia. I've only end been there. Of the world. It's that, like
2: it's so. It's New like Zealand. It's super I just biodiverse remember, and crazy. Yeah.
0: Cliffs. Mm-hmm. Like the edge of the world. You're just like there's a Dude, cliff. Dude, those
2: bats and <laughs> have you seen the bats in Australia? Did you say bats in literally like, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm making motions with my hand like to describe vulture. how big something is on a podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just the FYI. It's okay, we're but filming. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's okay, <true>. we're filming. <laughs> um the bats are fucking giant, is what I mean. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now would you mind a couple uh, questions from the audience if there, w- if there were any? Sure. Do we have any questions out there?
1: George, Basil, do you have any questions for Phoebe Bridgers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where, what's your favorite uh, city
2: to play
0: in? What's your favorite city to play in from George Basil?
2: Uh, Minneapolis. Wow.
1: Minnesota. <laughs>
2: Cold like Minnesota. I, uh when I play, just First Ave has been the venue I've played at, like the past couple times I've been there and I just always have such a crazy fun time. It's just, it's weird. It's like a giant club. It's not, like I could not describe to you why it's different, but just it's different. It's like every good thing that could happen at a show happens. I feel like there's no real barrier too like people are kind of like shoved right up against the stage it's like very fun
0: replacements prince territory yes yeah which is also great vibes good karmic music vibes totally yeah i know i can't help it
1: you gotta get it while you can i can't help it man It's what janice joplin said
0: oh Oh, look
1: there's hands (gasps)
0: great some bravery some courage yes please let's do it I'm gonna ask on the mic just so that we hear it for audio. English people in the audience asking, what's your favorite UK venue?
2: (laughs) Shepherds Bush? Yeah. You hate it? Oh, (laughs) where are you from? Oh, cool. I played on a boat in Bristol. Yeah, that was cool. I saved a spider from the stage. Yeah. I liked that. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> there was
1: another hand. Oh, there is another hand. There's two hands. Okay. Uh, what Do- about the one in the middle? Because she raised her hand first and then sat in jacket.
0: What's your favorite song you've ever written?
2: I don't know. I feel like it, I mean it changes all the time. I feel like I get stoked on. I I wrote. Hmm. Demi Moore. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. that was interesting. I wrote. I, this is a bad answer because you guys don't know. It, but I. But I wrote a song. I wrote like a melody in a dream, recently, and I just felt like that was a weird, like rite of passage. I feel like you hear like super crazy stories about people doing that, and I'd never done it before um but a song that's out was probably a better answer. Uh
1: <laughs> No, cuz we're going to be know. looking forward to no. it. I like
2: the Ketchum Idaho song on the Boy Genius album because it was such a combo of like so many of my close friends, my friend Christian, Julian, Lucy. And it was like it's a song about isolation and uh but it but like we all did it together and it was very like you know, it, like, brought us closer to, like, talk about that. It's like therapy to write a song with your friends. So that was really cool.
1: Yeah, that's what I was talking about earlier when you were like, um, let me ask a question. <laughs> and you were like, "Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And then Red Satin Jacket.
2: <laughs> oh, my God.
1: What uh, song every f- song.
0: What song do you forget the lyrics to most?
2: I, I, one of the songs that I, that, like, people know the most the uh, it's a song called motion sickness they Mm. like it's like one time i i felt like i was having like an acid flashback but i've never done acid i was like i was playing in san francisco and then halfway through the song i was like did i already do this and i had i'd been playing the chorus for like two (laughs) minutes Um, and people were kind of like laughing at me. It was like a true nightmare. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. Those are the
2: kinds of nightmares I have too, which is like so boring. Like I don't have like, oh my God, it's a dragon or my teeth are falling out. Like, what does it mean? I literally have like, I'm on stage and my guitar strings are not on my guitar anymore. And I'm like, and everyone's like, fuck you for some reason. <laughs> like those are the what nightmares What do you think it means?
3: Dude. <laughs> yeah.
0: What do you say we bring out uh your launched artist and yeah. share him with everybody? Oh, there's one other
1: person who's begging oh, oh, to oh, ask gosh, a question. Sorry. I mean, begging. I'm just curious there any specific
0: ways you feel between Stranger in the Alps and album? Evolution between Stranger in the Alps and your newest record as as a, yeah, as a songwriter.
2: Um I feel like I'll know that later more better, but I do know that when I look back on songs that I wrote, like, five years ago, I'm so much more stoked on songs now. So that's cool. Um, I feel like I know what I like about my own writing or what my, like, yeah, what I, like, look for in other people's music and what I look for in my writing now. Um, but specifically kind of what I said earlier where it's, like, just, just say it. Like, you don't have to, like, like one of my oldest songs on Stranger in the Alps is the song called Chelsea. And I like that song, but I'm I'm talking like someone else. Like I'm not talking like myself. I'm kind of speaking in like old English because uh, I like was listening to like music where they do that or like freak folk. Um, so really now I'm just copying myself. Can so. I
1: ask a tag along question to that? Yeah. Um, is, do you find that in hindsight, you kind of understand maybe more what you were writing
2: about oh my God. than in the moment or even during the recording. Like I was talking about this, maybe it was with my launch left artist who's over there, but I uh, I was talking I was talking about this the other day with someone where you're like, sometimes you hear stuff and you're like, man, like your own music, and you'll be like, I wish I wrote that, I wish I could have thought of that. And you're like, I did. <laughs> 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 like... Um, where I just have no idea what sometimes what something means until, like, way later. Mm-hmm. And so when you do an interview about it, you feel like you're lying. You feel like you're doing someone else's interview. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like, I don't know. It's probably about, like, you know, dissociation. I'm like, I don't fucking know. Like, I just was writing stuff down in the moment. Um, Conduit.
0: Mm-hmm. Just beaming to you, and then SoC. you discover its its meaning later. Stream of consciousness. Totally, I agree with that. I don't know, maybe. Well, one of the things that Launch Left Podcast loves more than anything is seeing is having a well-known artist spotlight an emerging artist, and then having that emerging artist go on to be a well-known artist who can spotlight it an emerging artist. And that's what's happened with Phoebe Bridgers because. For those of you who may have followed the podcast back in 2017, we had it for a short time. Connor Oberst launched Phoebe Bridgers just shy of the release of her record, Stranger in the Alps, which became Overnight, one of the sort of most loved indie records, I think, or in my mind, it was Overnight. For you, it probably felt like a long time. But as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, wow, this artist is doing something really important and will go on to continue and do amazing things. So we're so happy tonight to have Phoebe come on as the curator artist, as we say, and and bring her pick of best New artist, and so we're welcoming to the stage now. Would you like to say his name for us?
2: Charlie Hickey. Come Charlie on, Charlie Hickey.
4: Hickey. Hey, guys.
1: Hi. Hi, Charlie. Hey. <laughs> I thought his name was Charlie because when I, when he, <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. Well, he's—I thought that's how that's you introduced it yourself. Now. It is now, right?
0: Yeah. It's Charlie. <laughs> it's the new way. Welcome. It's the new way. Welcome. I, we like saw to make you the other As night. awkward as possible. Yeah. S- and then we can all fight out of it together. Yeah. I'm,
3: I'm down. Great. <laughs> right. Here for it. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> we saw you right. perform the other night live, so we're not going in blind, and can concur that you're fantastic. Um, how the hell do you two know each other?
4: Well, um, so I saw, well, we know each other, I guess, from Pasadena. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Um, both grew up in Pass. I saw saw Phoebe play, like, was brought to her show by a family friend um, when she was playing. Actually, the first time I saw her play, she was playing in Sloppy Jane. um, That's insane. At, like, a, a place on literal Skid Row. I think. Oh,
2: was it The Smell?
4: No, not The Smell. Somewhere else. Yeah, that's not on literal Skid Row. No, oh, right. nice right. try, Phoebe. You're right. Not literally. Maybe not literal, lot, literal Skid Row, like right off. But you know what I'm talking It was Slut Walk. Oh,
2: Slut Walk. Yeah, yeah totally.
4: But um, anywho, that was the first time I saw Phoebe play. And I was like blown away. I was like a 13-year-old kid who was like, exclusively listen to like Lincoln Park and Incubus. <laughs> <laughs> and my awareness of Charlie was
2: that someone showed me a YouTube video of Charlie covering one of my songs right that's
4: what that's what happened because I became obsessed after this show
2: I was just like what um, this is crazy nobody <laughs> I would have to like pay my family's friends to come to my shows. Yet there was this like very earnest kid like looking into the camera of his computer <laughs> and like singing yeah. my songs for real. I had like my first fan, so <laughs> um and yeah, and Charlie's voice is insane and then and then Charlie was like writing songs or experimenting with writing songs, and I was like, "Fuck, this is really intimidating, <laughs> brain dead, some old classics, <laughs> and I sang on. Then Charlie's, you know, everything you asked me to sing on. <laughs> and then we've kind of continued like that for a long time.
4: Yeah.
0: How old are you?
4: I'm 20 years old.
0: Wow. You've got the whole world ahead of you. <laughs> it,
4: I guess I do. Yeah. It doesn't always feel like that. <laughs> <laughs> what do
1: you mean? It feels well, like you've already lived
4: your whole... No, it's... Well... Sometimes it feels like that just because, I mean, I have been, like, playing music since I was 14 and, and, like, playing out, but also still, like, I've, like, not put out a thing that has had, like, a any, like, significant amount of streams. So I haven't really, like, started streams. my <laughs> streams. It's all about the streams. <laughs> um, but I sometime, I sometimes feel like I've been, like, doing it forever, and I'm like, oh, man, like, my... My best days are behind me or my best, like, same, same shit. Like, I'm never, never going to write a good song again. Like, I'm never going to like, what am I going to do? How am I going to make another album after this album? Like,
2: well, I love, I love like music. Like, I love reviews of music too, because Connor has this riff, this amazing riff. It's like best emerging artist, 15 years running. (laughs) It's like just when people like decide to pay attention to you is when you happened. Yeah. But like both of us right. have been playing shows and since we were like pre
4: teens. We're all just we're all just emerging at, I'm different, so at glad different speeds. I'm
2: so glad I didn't emerge. Like I'm so glad I didn't emerge until I made my the record I made because my EPs before my record were so brutal. Like I literally let like an 18 year old kid like auto tune me <laughs> in like the valley. Oh my and was God. like, can't wait to like go on tour on this thing. I'm so
4: glad <laughs> I did it. <laughs> That's how I feel these exact- days. I'm about to take all my EPs off spot. I was gonna five. say, yeah, can did. you,
0: can you, can you or have you taken those down, or are they just people find them? You yeah. know. How do you feel about that? I it's like I'm
2: just, I have some. Spots I know you do have it. <laughs> you have strong. I'm people? just like I just can't live it down. You know. Yeah.
1: So you've been doing this playing music thing for six years, and since you were 14 and you're 20. I mean, that
4: that's when I
5: started keep doing up, it like, man. publicly.
1: Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, but don't you wanna be doing it for much, much longer? I mean, it's not, right?
4: Yeah, that's how it seems to me right now.
1: <laughs> Is, how does it seem?
4: It seems like I wanna do it oh, forever. Yes. Okay. But and yeah. again, it's like, you know, I'm only 20 years old that occurs to me every once in a while i'm like well, everything could just do a complete like everything could turn around mm. yeah <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know why i'm saying that i think that you're
1: right, right. <laughs> i think you're right but i i also feel like our, artists no matter what kind of end up doing their art no matter what that you might also end up doing that you will continue to do this okay keep going, okay? Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> All right? So live with it. You That's mean awesome. you might
0: do many different things in mm. your life? Mm. Is that what you mean? Mm. As a creative? Is, uh, is that what you mean? Well,
1: that, No i mean that was one of the i mean that was part of it what but i said like yes you will probably end up being doing i know doing a lot of more things but you will continue to do this as well because you will not be able to stop yourself because you've been doing it for so long it's come up from inside of you you don't even control it it just comes up and out
0: hashtag passion gosh (laughs) um That was cool. I'm gonna read one more quote to myself, and then I'm wondering if you guys would grace us with the actual, consider an actual, whoa, this is Lou Reed. Shall we read this one? Yeah. One quote from the Honorable Lou Reed. There's a bit of magic in everything, and some loss to even things out. I am so stoked to hear you perform live in front of us, again, for this cool audience out there. And please enjoy the performance. We're just going to let you guys decide how that shakes down. Great. We're not going to introduce. or Maybe you can do that for yourselves. Sure. How's that? Great.
1: Should we move the table for them? Yeah. Or do we, yeah. yeah okay. We'll make it okay. look nice. All right. All right. Okay. Thanks, so. guys.
4: Uh, All right. Um, this is a song. A newer song um, that talks about Christmas in one line.
5: (laughs) It's okay, it's okay, you don't have to get back to me right now. Because I know you've got school and your radio show to think about. Well, I've got nothing going on, but it's only for the month of September. In a few weeks, we're going back into the studio. We're going to finish the record. Until then, until then, I'll just be making smoothies and things. Until then, until then, I'll be turning off movies and breathing Well, Sometimes, sometimes, you just gotta ask someone if you're alright But nobody knows, and if they did, they'd probably lie It's all just a big blue emergency room It's never your turn yet No one can tell you what the hell is wrong with you Making just enough money to get yourself to work in the morning And just wait for the day when you're finally a rock and roll band you're only as strong as the last nice thing that somebody said. All it takes, all it takes is a little bit of rain for those words, for those words to just wash away. It's all just the big blue emergency room. It's never your turn yet. No one can tell you what the hell is wrong with you. drive through the old neighborhood looking in people's windows
4: dioramas of
5: families eating dinner and watching TV sometimes I think I do but I don't wish that I was a kid again I just want something good to become and I want it to always be all my Christmas always be almost Christmas, always be almost Christmas.
4: Thank you.
2: says it's about the song and i actually agree i'm gonna play a song that's not a love song it's about the effect of being in love on you as a person and i think that's kind of cool so here we go
3: matter.
4: Haunted Houses.
5: <laughs> Wandering Tournament Road tonight I'm feeling like a newborn child tonight I'm looking like a million pieces Tonight, I can't find your house. There's an old lady staring at me, and I'm pretty sure she's calling the cops. They're pulling up to the driveway, hey kid, are you lost? to take that back but it seems your mind's made up already And once I let your cat out of your house but only for a little while it's gonna be funny in ten years in fact you can already crack a smile about it I'll walk through you if you walk through me to haunted houses on the same street. Walk through got anything out of your system, but I can sit here while you come down. I guess I can be an island. And when I'm pretty sure I'm dying, promise you won't leave my bedside. It's just a symptom of being alive. Sometimes I'll need a reminder